Well, hello there. Hi, guys. Welcome. Welcome one to 2021. Yes, I can say that even though it is March. Secondly, welcome back. The Perfect Podcast has a new name and a new look. We are now the Launch That Ish podcast because if you are a listener of this podcast, you have heard for such a long time that all we ever talk about is launching, getting started and, you know, doing the damn thing. So why the hell not? We have decided to change to Launch That Ish because I am on a mission to encourage and inspire people to stop living on the fence and go ahead and launch that shit. So on this podcast, you will hear great stories, inspirational Um, tangible takeaways, tips and tools for anybody that is either maybe just thinking about it in the middle of it or on the brink of launching that shit. I am on a mission, guys, because I really do believe that we all of us have like stories and value in us that we need to bring out to the world. And why not now? If anything, if there's anything that 2020 um, taught us, it's that this life is meant to be lived and to be taken like by the rain. So we need to do that. So if you're listening to this, please just take it as the message and the hint or the sign from the universe. It's time for you to launch that shit. Okay, so let's get straight into it. Um, today's episode is actually um, a co-hosting situation. There's no guest per se. So my co-hosts for this episode is my dear friend and business coach, Candice Coppola. Candice is already a friend of the podcast. She was on one of our earlier episodes of the podcast where she draw like the word is dragged like she dragged us for filth with a whole conversation around purpose and also a conversation about money if you remember candace coppola is the host of the power and purpose podcast she is a business coach and just an absolutely amazing person she's a what i think it's twice published author it might be more candace don't kill me but like she's just completely a jack of many trades but everything in her and her underlying message is always still the same. She is purpose-driven and on a mission to inspire and educate people in that are looking to launch their own purpose-filled businesses and also for them to be profitable. The key word here is profitable because it's all good vibes and you know what. But at the same time, you need to make sure that you have like a tangible process in place and also a goal to be a profitable and valuable business. And that's one thing that you can always count on with Candice. So um, I'm not going to talk too much because, you know, I'm tired of hearing my own voice. So how about we get into this episode with me and Candice? Candice Coppola, welcome, welcome, welcome to the first episode of the new year, but also the first episode as Lunch That-ish. I am so, so happy to have you here, babe. I'm just thrilled to be here. I love what you're doing with the podcast and all the things you're doing around launch that ish. This is an important conversation and the conversations coming up on this podcast are going to get all of our booties in gear to finally launch our shit, get it out there in the world so that people can buy it and we can change people's lives. So this is such an important message and I'm so glad that you are shepherding it. Thanks. Thank you so much, my love. I think um, this is such an important conversation. You and I have discussed this so many times. And um, the reason why I wanted you to be the first person that I chatted with this year is because you are, I call you chief encourager. You're a chief encourager. (laughs) Very sassy. Oh, God. But also like just absolutely brilliant. And this is not even just as a podcast host or a coach, but even just as a, a speaker in general. So before we get started and just for the sake of those people that maybe didn't listen to your first episode two years ago and um, who may be new to you in general. Could you introduce yourself, please? 
Sure. Hi, I'm Candice Coppola, former wedding planner and designer turned business coach. I owned my wedding planning and design company for 12 years. Then I sold it so I could do what I'm doing right now, which is help you build and grow a profitable business with purpose. I'm an author two time and also a podcast host too, The Power and Purpose. The Power and Purpose. Yes, guys, if you haven't listened to Candice's episode about finding your purpose, just search it in, in the Launch That Ish archives. We haven't had that many episodes for you not to be able to find it. And Candice, that episode was just brilliant. We got a lot of feedback because not only does your voice sound like velvet, you are absolutely brilliant. And to use Clubhouse lingo, you were dropping gems from the beginning. So. Well, thank you. Well, thank you very much. I love that episode. I loved connecting with you on it. And it was such a fun conversation. P.S. It's about minding your damn money. So if you are not minding your money right now, I want you to go back and listen to that episode because Kumbi and I are going to whip you up into shape. Yes. Oh, God, I will never forget. Thank you for reminding me about that, actually, because that was the whole essence, like minding your money. And that was the reason that episode got me together. And it also got me to um, reach out to Candice privately um, to coach me. And God, this girl was dragging me from like the minute she started speaking to me. I just didn't even want to get into it because she knows my personal bad habits in general. But yes. So <laughs> we'll talk about that another day because that is another conversation again. I feel like we always have to have like a refresher about the money conversation. You know what I mean? Like it's such an essential part about making decisions in general. But today we are talking about launching. So yes. Um, Candice, it's 2021. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We survived a pretty, like, you know, ridiculous 2020. And I know that a lot of people are like, you know, starting afresh, starting anew and looking for new hope. So the conversation comes now to why we need to launch that shit. Whew, there's so many things like we've seen even on Clubhouse and everywhere. Like I use Clubhouse a lot because Candace and I are always there. So that's a different conversation. <laughs> For Clubhouse but, Queens. I literally will be like Vox Kumbi and, and be like, get your ass off of Clubhouse. You've been on it for 12 hours today. Like eat some food, take a shower. <laughs> exactly. I feel like, um, oh my God, I've been having one of those information overloads and you just keep wanting more and more and more because there's so much going on there. But um, anyways, let's let's just get into it, Candice. So like there's so many people that are trying to launch different things, whether it's new businesses or new brands, things like that, because there's so many things out there. But I feel like at the same time, the very first thing that I hear a lot of times and a lot of people come back with once you say, oh, hey, why haven't you launched that shit? Is like, oh, there's so many things I can't do it. Like I have so many things going on, like I'm so envious or something like that. I really want to launch, but I just can't. Do you get that as well? Yeah, I do. I see so many people struggle with mindset issues around launching their next greatest thing or their first greatest thing. And I think that inside of what you just said, I'm not ready yet, is a bit of analysis paralysis. And we all can find ourselves in analysis paralysis. I find myself in it from time to time. And it's important to understand that what you tell yourself that you can't do, why you can't do something, is typically centered around your beliefs and your mindset. So let's take a look at analysis paralysis. It usually is when somebody is overanalyzing something to the point where they become paralyzed. They're so enmeshed in trying to be perfect and trying to have the perfect strategy, the perfect idea, the perfect roadmap, the perfect everything, right? That they Mm -hmm. get paralyzed 
by their analysis of what they should be doing. And I know everybody here listening who is in the middle of a launch, who is looking to launch or who has launched in the past knows some of these symptoms of analysis paralysis. I need to know, insert the blank before I launch. Kunbi, how many times have you said that to yourself before you launched uh, Legally Said? And even before you, you, you launched the new iteration of this podcast, I need to know blank before I can launch. Yeah. I need to know how to do email marketing. I need to know how to uh, write a business plan. I need to know how to post on social media. I need to know how to do X before I launch. Many times, I'm sure. Oh gosh, endless. I feel like I even had that conversation this morning. There's always something there that's like, you know, I feel like a lot of times we are the ones, like we're our first barrier to, to launching or doing anything. So yes, and I know I've told you those so many times. Like there's always something I need to do before I can launch, always. Yeah, same here. And I was stuck in this analysis paralysis for about two years before I launched my first product. And I went through, you know, the, the rabbit hole of all these beliefs, thinking I needed, I wouldn't be ready until. So I wouldn't be ready to launch until insert the blank or until I bought this course to teach me how to do X, that area that I didn't know a lot about that I thought I had to master. So I wouldn't be ready until I mastered X or until let's just insert followers and until I had a certain number of Instagram followers, a certain number of people on my email list. I couldn't launch until that happened. I even went through like, well, I can't launch until I get Botox or I need to go get my lashes done or like <laughs> facial rejuvenation. Like I need my vampire facial. I need to lose 10 pounds. I need a new wardrobe. I need a new outfit. I need new headshots. Like we go through this entire cycle wow. of like, I'm not ready until, but once that, that until happens, what you find is that you'll find another thing that you have to do and then you'll be ready and you'll do that thing and then you'll find another thing that you have to learn master and do before you're ready and you get stuck in this endless loop of analysis paralysis and bad beliefs thinking that if i just do x or if i just have x then i'll be ready and i think the whole premise of this podcast is to be like screw that you're ready right now. You don't need another course. You don't need eyelashes. Okay. You don't need a <laughs> facelift. You don't need to lose 10 pounds. You don't need for your microphone to come in from Amazon. You don't need those things in order to launch. You don't. Wow. Cause you see listeners, I'm sure you guys get exactly why I say that Candace just stays dragging me and dragging people in general, because this is hundred percent like I think half of what you said are the reasons why I haven't launched a particular thing. And it's not even necessarily just the brand. It's even launching a, a, like an aspect or a facet of the strategy. For instance, like the reason why I don't shoot video, um, video is because I gained a couple of <laughs> lots of weight during the, um, what's it called? The lockdown. And I just can't be bothered to like, you know, put myself on camera and let people see how I look or whatever. And it's always something or the other, like even like launching an email strategy or launching, like putting eyelashes on because I do not own lashes. And I, by own, I mean, like I barely have any lashes on my eyes. And I think like I literally need help in terms of extension, but um, this it's crazy. And I know it sounds funny, but it's not funny in that no. it's true. Like these yeah. are the things that we say to ourselves. And these are the reasons why we hold back. So that's it's, brilliant, yeah. Candice. 
And you're right, Kunbi. I mean, it doesn't have to necessarily be about launching the product, but just like you said, it could be launching the strategy that you know will deliver the product to the right people. So getting on video, sharing more about yourself, we can come up with a hundred different reasons why we don't go on video. Okay. And I've done it myself many times. Here's my suggestion to you. Put a filter on that shit. We all know you're putting a filter on it. Nobody cares anymore. Okay. Everybody uses filters, put a filter on it and show up to spread your message. There are people out there who have problems that you solve. There are people out there who are waiting for you to show up. They don't care if you have one eyelash hanging off your eye. They don't care that your forehead is moving all around and you haven't been able to go see your Botox lady. They don't care that you gained four pounds or 40 pounds in quarantine. They don't care. What they care about is is that you have the solution to their problem, that you are the bridge from where they are today to where they want to go. And the longer you spend hiding or believing that you need to know X or do X or be X or lose X or have X, the longer you sit in that place, the more people who are out there who are suffering with that problem and also even worse, hiring someone else to help solve that problem and not getting the brilliance that you would bring to the table, not doing it quicker, better and faster as if you were their coach or you were the person solving their problem. They're stuck with some horrid person who doesn't deliver a great service, who you probably listen to on Clubhouse and you're like, this girl's talking a bunch of bullshit. Well, guess what? (laughs) She's showing up, they went and hired her and they're not getting what you can deliver and bring them. Exactly. Like that's all I have to say to that. Just exactly. Because this is the thing that we're all doing here. Like somebody else is getting it because they're showing up. Somebody else is getting it because they're standing and putting themselves right in front of the audience that you are trying to reach. And I think that that's a part that like, and I love that, um, like you're, you're touching on an analysis paralysis, because this is exactly where most brands and businesses go to die even before they start. It's like you sit down here and you overthink and overanalyze everything and then never do it. Like, I, I think it's it's something that we do ourselves in general as a disservice, but I feel like given everything that we've been through in the last year, it's so important now to put all of that shit in the background and launch and or at least make the moves towards launching because that's otherwise, like, what else, what else have we learned? Like this life is so, it's for lack of a better word, it's literally, we have one chance at this life. Like, you know what I mean? Like one go around anyway with many chances in it. So why not just go ahead and do it? I absolutely, absolutely love that, Candice. Well, thank you. And here's what I would say to somebody who's stuck in analysis paralysis, whether that is the analysis paralysis or being stuck in like how you look and feeling like, oh, once I once I lose a couple of pounds and we went through that whole sort of uh, area of what that looks like, whether it's that or whether it's something that you feel like you need to learn. If you're stuck in learning mode, I want you to recognize one thing. Action breeds clarity. You can consume all the courses, all the podcasts, all the clubhouse rooms, all the freebies, all the bullshit. Okay. But when you, when you actually take action, when you go out there and do something, you learn a lot more than just watching videos and listening to people talk. So the more action you take, the more launches you do, the more you put yourself out there, the more you try, the more you experiment, the more you will learn. You don't need another course. You don't need to listen to another guru, although you should be listening to Kumbi and I, but that's a separate story. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't need those things in order for you to put yourself out there. If you're stuck in that cycle of not loving yourself right now and feeling like you don't look your best or sound your best, I feel you with every fiber of my being. It's something I've struggled with my whole life. So I hear you. But here's the thing, okay? nobody sees you the way you see yourself. People are waiting for you to show up. So book the lash appointment, go get the lashes, put on a lash filter and get your butt on camera, get yourself out there so that people can hear and see your brilliance. And I feel like when you do those two things, right, you're going to help to alleviate that analysis paralysis. You're going to get clear. You're going to feel much better. You're going to be taking action and you're going to be having an impact, which is why you started your business in the first place. But Kumbi, there's something that comes up next after we get out of analysis paralysis. Yes. It's imposters. <laughs> yeah, it's imposter syndrome. So you got the lashes. You, you, you're not buying courses anymore. You're like, I'm in it. Candace and Coonby talked me into doing this. And then 45 minutes later, you're going to say, okay, well, I'm not good enough yet. I'm not an expert. Nobody's going to buy from me. People are going to judge me. You're going to go through the rabbit hole of being an imposter. Coonby, have you been there before? Have you had imposter syndrome? That is a beautiful question. I feel like I have imposter syndrome ongoing. I have imposter syndrome, like even in this conversation, like that's how continuous that whole thing is in terms of just speaking in the back of my head and letting me know that no you're not good enough like what have you done to be able to have this conversation what have you done to be able to be the authority on anything it's always constantly in the back of my mind and also always thinking people won't find value in what I'm doing or find value in the stuff that I'm discussing yeah I feel that on so many levels too it happens to me I think I don't have any business talking about this like you know what do I know but then I have to remind myself and I have to ask myself, well, what, what, is, what does an expert in this look like? Who is it? What is an expert in this thing that I'm talking about look like? Do they have a bunch of uh, letters after their name, which P.S. Kumbi has? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still uh, having imposter syndrome, right? Yeah, like, it, but it's true. Yeah. Do they have a bunch of letters after their name? Like, have they been doing this for 45 years? Like, what? does an expert in this look like? And why can't it be me based on my own experiences, based on my own ideas, and also the people that I've helped along the way, what I have learned from helping people and also just learned from my own experience, my own self. But imposter syndrome holds so many people back from launching that ish. It is like that little devil on our shoulder telling us you're not good enough. No one's going to buy from you. As soon as you put this out there and start selling, people are going to judge you. You're not an expert. You don't have any business talking about this. And I believe that's not true. Oh, God, Candice, this is the like, this is exactly why I have you on here, because this is you're speaking to my soul. And honestly, just just take it away because it's true. It's everything. And, you know, it's one of my favorite quotes to bring up every time is your fear of looking stupid is holding you back. Because the reality is like beyond even just looking stupid, but also looking like your your fear, like now, especially given the influx of experts and like, you know, thought leaders in in a variety of spaces, including the spaces that we occupy. There's always that conversation around, oh, my fear of looking like a a failure, a fraud 
or looking stupid. They're all just holding you back. Like I'm holding, like I'm speaking for myself. I'm speaking for a lot of people. It's always the same thing. It's like, oh my God, shit, I cannot speak on this. Like I can't even deal with this. I don't want like, who am I in the, in, in the sea of experts to be able to have this conversation? Like Candace, just preach. Yeah, it's true. I've been there so many times myself. And listen, guys, I mean, I'm not here to toot my own horn, but I ran a very successful business that was multi-country, multi-six figure for 12 years. And I actually sold it. Not many people can say they've done that. And I still deal with imposter syndrome and also the fear that I'm not going to get people results that I deal with that pretty frequently just in, in, in thinking, you know, what if, what if I don't get this person results? What if this person doesn't take a step forward? And in those situations, I have to remind myself that results look different for different people. So sometimes I have this extreme expectation on myself. Like I need to get somebody from zero to a million dollars. And that's just like a, a very exaggerated example. I have to get mm-hmm. somebody from zero to a million dollars in like three months. And if I can't do that, I'm a failure and I shouldn't even be out here selling my stuff. And like, that's just ridiculous. It's not, the onus isn't on me to get that person to that level. It's on them. And I have to recognize my role in someone's life in the business that I have. And that's to help people take steps forward. That's to help people shift their mindset. That's to encourage and support and hold someone accountable. It's to teach them one new thing a week that they might've not known. And I also have to recognize that Sometimes I sit from a place of of having expertise and knowing a lot and putting that onto other people, meaning I think everybody knows what I know. So what the hell am I talking about? I'm basically speaking the obvious to people. And that can also be a confidence killer too, because you're like, I'm not saying anything like worthwhile and valuable. I'm not Seth Godin shaking up marketing, you know, and I get that, but you have to recognize that not everybody knows what you know, which is why they're here listening to you. And our jobs in our business is to solve people's problems. That's why we exist. And it's to help people take a step forward. And it's time for you to recognize that you can be that person who builds a bridge for someone that takes them from point A to point B. You don't have to build a bridge that takes them from A to B to C to D to E to F to G and all the way down the alphabet. You don't have to build 26 bridges. You only have to build one. And your experience matters. Your knowledge, your expertise matter. You have something to give someone. You have the opportunity to put your hand behind you and help to lift and bring someone up just one step above where they are today. You don't have to be the Amy Porterfield, the Tony Robbins, the Seth Godin, you don't have to be that person. Nobody really reaches that level. Very few people do. And there's so many people who need help who are, are not ready for that level that you can help in their business or in their life. So that's that's my soapbox. I'll get off I love of it. your soapbox. No, don't get don't ever get off of it because <laughs> it's literally the conversation. And guys, I just want full disclosure. This is not Candace is not a guest on this episode today. She is the host of this episode oh, today. Oh gosh, so, I'm sorry. Like, no, I wanted everybody to know now so that we can get that shit out of the way. And I lied. I told Candace that it's going to be a 30-minute episode and it's no way because she's dropping gems. My God. Candace, this is a conversation that everybody has, especially in this, like, this new, ever, like, ever-growing educator space, right? Like, there's this whole thing about, you know, 
and I think educators a lot of times, even service providers, anybody that's giving something of value, product, whatever it is, like there's always this pressure on your mind that you're not going to achieve the results that you want or be like you're not going to completely change this person's life and just be the person that's answering every single problem. When in reality, and I think this is something that I even learned from Candice, it's all about narrowing down what your solution is and solving one problem, not necessarily all the problems. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, obviously, there's a more robust conversation in terms of like, you know, what you're doing and like analyzing what the product is achieving and blah, blah, blah. But I think even for a lot of people who are entering the educator space, whether it's by coach, consulting, whatever it is, there's always that pressure that you have to be the end all be all for someone. And I think it's really important for you to come to terms with the pro- um, with the solution that you are providing. You do that well and also delivering it in a way that you are happy with. Obviously, that is in line with your product delivery in any form. But then also not now thinking that you're going to be this person that's going to do everything or like achieve like you don't I don't for lack of a better word like you you think that it's going to be this life-changing like it has to be this life-changing 360 all-inclusive aspect when in reality you're now not giving yourself the grace that you need and you're not giving yourself the 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 chance of success if that makes any sense oh gosh it makes a ton of sense it is completely true and this is how much clubhouse has affected me like I want to clap my microphone here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god I feel you you know like I'm, I'm on these I'm on these uh, you know interviewing people on, uh, for a podcast and I want to clap my microphone anytime there's preaching the gospel which is what you just did Kunbi you're so right mm-hmm. we can definitely feel like we need to be all the things to our customers the truth is is we can't solve every problem they have and but there are problems that we can solve it's not up to us to fix everything that's broken in someone's life or business, right? So you bring up a good point. We really need to understand what problem or problems we solve for our customers so that we can build a business that is the solution to those problems and know that you are you you play a role in someone's journey. Okay. So for me, I want to help people build a profitable business with purpose. And inside my coaching program, I want to help women build a business that gives back to their meaningful life. That's my promise. My promise is is we're going to work together for you to grow and scale a business that gives back to your life that feels really good to you. That's what I help people do. I help people in a variety of different ways. I solve a variety of different problems, but my main focus is helping them to grow and scale their business so that it gives back to their life. And when I can use that as my compass, on a daily basis um, as my check-in. Am I doing that? If the answer is yes, then I'm transforming people's lives and creating impact. If the answer is no, then I can reset and sort of reboot. So I just want your listeners to know that they should really understand what their offer is, as you said, just reiterating your words and understand the problem that you solve and know that you are part of someone's journey, but you're probably not going to walk alongside them for every single moment in their journey. And you're going to be sort of that critical component, critical person who helps someone in a season of their life. And then they're going to go off with new problems and new challenges and new desires and seek someone who can help them in that next season. That someone doesn't have to be you, but it's really important for us to recognize that we can't help people do everything. And once you get clear on that, I think it helps you to uh, to feel better about your offer and help you kind of get out of imposter syndrome. You don't need to be the expert on everything. And in fact, 
I gravitate toward people who are like, I don't know the answer to that question, but I know someone who would have the answer. I love people who say that because it's admitting I'm not the expert here and I'm not going to bullshit my way through a response. So instead I'm going to link you with an expert. I gravitate towards coaches and mentors and, and, and just people, business owners in general who share that philosophy. It's very freeing to be able to say, "Mm, I don't know the answer to that good question. Let me connect you with my friend Kumbi or with this person who can answer that question for you. It takes the load off of you feeling like you have to be an expert in everything. hundred percent, like absolutely hundred percent. I think it's one of those things where people just don't like, there's so much pressure on yourself that you have to be this person, like a jack of all trades or mm-hmm. something like that. Like, you know, and a master of none technically, because that's how it becomes, it starts to appear when you're trying to do Like you're trying to be the president, the point person for so many things. And in that case, there's always something that drops the ball. And this is no indictment on anyone, but it's just something, especially for those people that are overwhelmed or thinking about like, you know, or have gone through the analysis paralysis and then the imposter syndrome in thinking about what your next step is to actually help you get that launch out. And I think what um, Candace has said here poses a question. So if you're listening right now, maybe you should take a breather, take a stop and think about and write down what it is, what, first of all, what problem you're solving and what service you're offering to to solve that problem. Because I think just even narrowing that, that down and having that um, uncomfortable, tough question answered by yourself in the beginning is also one of the big secrets to a successful launch. Because then you're able to frame the messaging, then you're able to frame the delivery, then you're able to frame so many things because you've already done the work in the back end. So for people that, there are a lot of people there, there are maybe type more like critical and more, critical of themselves, but even also just critical in terms of their strategy, this is a good way to even overcome that because then you're answering the question that you're already going to pose yourself in the future. And then that way you have an even better, stronger confidence in yourself. So um, Candice, thank you. That was really brilliant. Like, I think that it's something that everybody could go, like, you know, to take value from because mm-hmm. imposter syndrome, regardless of age, like there's so many things that just overwhelm you and make you think that there's like there is no value in you. And sometimes it actually could be because you're chasing too many things, or it could just be like your brain doing exactly what your brain is supposed to do, (laughs) go into the defensive and try and protect you from any kind of hurt or any kind of taking the risk in the first place. So we're all committing to fighting that imposter syndrome today. Yes, for sure. If you could take one takeaway from today's episode, it's to understand when you're in analysis paralysis and get your butt out, go to make that lash appointment, stop buying those courses, action breeds clarity. Remember that. And imposter syndrome is soon to creep up next if it hasn't already. And Kunbi and I just want you to know that you have everything you need to show up and share and have an impact on other people. You are not an imposter. You have a lifetime worth of experiences. You have your take on how to do something. And there are people out there who want you to be the one to solve their problems. And you can do that. You just can't solve every problem they have. So the sooner you realize (laughs) that, the better off you'll be. Okay. See, look at guys, please take this word from Candace, take it and just receive it completely. Candice, let's move on to the next part of this whole conversation. We've spoken about like what could be stopping people, why people aren't launching. But let's talk about it. Like, why should people launch that shit in 2021? Why should people go ahead, take that leap and launch that shit? Yeah. So I have two opinions about this. One is focused on you, the launcher, and the other is focused on your customer. 
who's going to receive whatever it is that you're launching. So for you, the launcher, I want you to recognize it's time for you to, to put your brilliance out there in the world. I mean, this is the year to do it. Whether you've had this idea for 10 years or 10 minutes, 2021 is the year that I want you and Kumbi wants you to show up as the fullest breath of yourself and make an impact on your own life. You deserve it. You deserve to have the career that you want. You deserve to do the work that you love. You deserve to serve customers who appreciate and value what it is that you do. Your dreams matter. They matter. And I want you to feel empowered that you are have everything you need to put your next greatest idea out there in the world. You just need to put it out there. And the more you put it out there, the more you will learn the more you will listen and grow and refine that business offer, that business model, and really create an impact on your own life doing work that you love. Everybody knows what it's like to slave away at a nine to five corporate job or to line someone else's pockets. This is the year where Kumbi and I want you to line your own damn pockets. Okay. So you should be launching this year, if only to create your own wealth and success in your life. Now on the flip side of that, 2021 is the year that you should launch because there are people out there who need you. And you heard me talk about this before. Businesses exist to solve problems. There are people out there who are just waiting for you to show up and solve the problem they're experiencing right now. They deserve to have the very best of the best. They deserve to learn from you, to grow from you. And so it is your duty to launch that shit and get it in the hands of your customers so you can change and impact their lives. There's so many people who are just waiting for you to use your voice to step up into your true self and share whatever it is you have been called to share, whatever your purpose is. They are waiting for you to show up and they deserve you in all your brilliance to show up and help them. So those are the two reasons why I think it's so important for people to launch this year. Boom. Simple. Like it's completely simple. And I'm sorry, guys, that this episode is just going to be with me having ad libs every now and then, because like Candace said, I can't tap my mic here. So there's this is the only way that I can let her know that she's just dropping it on us. Like it is your duty to launch that shit. It is. And you have to remember that launching looks like different things for many people. Some people are launching like super successful careers in different industries, maybe from the one that they already are are in or launching um, elevations within their nine to five or corporate careers and taking the leap and going that way. Some people are launching side hustles. Some people are launching, you know, um, like comparative brands, like complementary brands, so sorry, and launching different things. Or people are launching a new, launching brand new brands, brand new, in like pivots, everything. Launching looks different for everyone, but launching is such like, it's such a beautiful, creative and like confident move in your future. I think that it's one of those things that I will never, regardless of how successful or how different a launch can look from different people, um, like from person to person, I think it's something so beautiful about someone taking the leap and launching that shit. 
just always so beautiful. And like Candice said, you have a duty to do it. You have a duty to yourself and you have a duty to the people that you're providing value to. So if you're sitting down there and listening right now, wherever you are, please just remember and set, set a timeline, set a date, set, set, set a move, but just know, take a step towards launching that shit because we are all going to be the better for it. And my goodness, the amount of potential you have in making something impactful and creating a, a, like creating wealth, not just for you, but for the generations to come. I think it's so important. And I think it's something that you should just take in and really, really consider taking that leap this year. Fully agree. It's such, this such great advice could be. Candice, like, thank you so much for that. Um, okay. So this part now, cause now we talked about why you need to launch in 2021, but I think it's a great thing to even talk and give some actionable steps as to how to like what you need to do to launch. Like, what are your favorite steps to take when you're preparing for a launch or before you launch a product? What is your advice to people out there who are maybe at the beginning of that and are trying to set out the framework so that they can launch and launch successfully? Candice coached me through the launch of Legally Said, by the way, I need to say that. And it was one of the, like, it's one of the best investments that I made in 2020 because it was great to have someone out there just, you know, like, guide me through the process because regardless of how much, like regardless of how many letters I have behind my name, <laughs> the consonants from my name itself and also just in general from my degrees, I think it's so important that you you have someone have an objective, like look into your stuff. Someone, someone that's looking from the outside, but also knows a lot about the inside to be able to walk you through what they think or like guide you through a process so that you're actually able to get those results or at least get your checklist out of the way. So, um, Candice, for like, talk to us like you're coaching us right now, but um, <laughs> talk to the audience anyway, and let us know what you think are great steps for a successful launch, or at least for a launch so that you can launch that shit in 2021. Yes. So I think first it's really good to get some type of framework together. I use Asana for every single thing I do in my business. So I would really recommend that you adopt some type of process where you can track your tasks and understand your launch from the big picture right down into the minute details. And this is going to help everybody across the board, whether you're launching a side hustle or you're launching a multi-million dollar, let's say course or something like that. So getting a system together that helps you to zoom out and see the entire launch in its entirety but then also to zoom in on the little details. If you've launched this product before, my advice to you is to go back and revisit your last launch. What observations, what information, what takeaways, what results did you achieve? So you can use that in setting goals for your upcoming launch. If you've never launched this before, great. What I want you to do is set up a process so that you can do a launch debrief when it's all over and you can ask yourself really important questions and, and just understand what happened, what you want to do differently next time. That will come in so handy the next time you launch something. So now that you have a system and you've maybe looked back or you've created a process for after you launch to look forward. It's important for you to first start with your customers. So running a survey, doing some data mining, mapping out your ideal client avatars, all of that is incredibly important in making sure that you're building a product, a service, an offer, whatever it is you're out there selling, making sure that you understand who it's for so you can speak to those people. So as you create an ideal client avatar, it's more than just like she wears a Chanel handbag and she drives, you know, a BMW. It's those are cute little anecdotes, but what we're really looking for is 
What are this, what are these person's problems? What do they value? And what do they want life to look like for them after I solve this problem with my product service or offer? So you really need to understand who your ideal customers are. There are some great resources out there on how to figure this out. If this is foreign to you, you can check out my ideal client blueprint masterclass, candiscopola.com slash masterclass. It's, it's geared towards wedding pros, but the foundational principles, there are the same for any business. So please go and check that out, but you need to know who the heck you're talking to so that you can develop a message that reaches those people. Once you have your ideal clients in mind, it's time to start thinking, okay, what's the product? What's the service? What's the thing that's going to help solve this, this person's problem, provide them the transformation and give them something of value. What you might find is that your original idea was good, but it wasn't perfect or it wasn't addressing certain things. So you can go in and tweak and figure things out and see if there's any adjustments you need to make. And then from there, it's time to put the pieces together. And this is where something like Asana can really help. Whether you've got to create graphics, let's say you need to create a website or a sales page, whether you're going to be running a webinar, a masterclass, or hosting clubhouse rooms, there are so many different ways to spread your message. And so inside your launch strategy, you want to figure out how you're going to spread your message so that this solution reaches the right people whose problems it solves. I also want you in your launch strategy to think about ways you can experiment. So often we build out a launch strategy and we're so focused on like the roadmap we've created or the one that's been dictated to us by, let's say me or a freebie you've downloaded or something like that. We can get so focused on like being so in this box of doing things a certain way that we don't give ourselves the opportunity to try new things and experiment. What happens when we get stuck in those boxes is often we cling on, like we're clinging on to like the life raft, um, but it's sinking. And so we're, we're using strategies. We're clinging on to strategies that aren't working and we do so our entire launch instead of being loose and pivoting and listening and trying new things. So as you create this launch roadmap, I want you to leave some space to experiment, whether that's jumping on podcasts and giving interviews, opening clubhouse rooms or tagging in and being a moderator of others, whether that's a new way you want to show up on Instagram, doing reels or IGTV videos, whatever the experimentation process looks like in your marketing, I just want you to loosen up and know that you can change course. If something's not working, you can experiment, try something, have absolutely no sort of no stake in whether it works or not. You're just here to try and see what happens. Overall, no matter what kind of launch strategy you build and put together, I want you to know that the more action you take, the clearer you will become. So while you're launching something, as you're taking action, you will see how things are working, what people are saying, what questions people are asking, and you can use that in real time to make better educated decisions while you're launching to sell out your product, your service, or your offer. That was really long-winded, but those are just some tips and ideas of what you can do to get started as you create your first or next launch. Period. That's period. my response to everything that she just said, period. Because I think, I hope that if you're not taking notes, at least just make a note to come back and take notes again. That's the great thing about having a podcast because you can go back and listen. Candace just gave you guys insight into like a very clean framework. And even 
mention that your framework can look differently from different people or anything like that. But um, one thing that I did want to emphasize where she, what you mentioned, it's also really important to have these steps in place so that after you do launch, there's something that you can go back and look at. And that way you're able to gauge what you can do differently and also what your success points are or what, what the numbers are. A lot of us shy away from things like that. And Candice knows that personally, even for me, but it's really important to be able to evaluate your work, like evaluate your moves. And that way you can course correct as necessary. So if you, if you did not catch this the first time, please make sure you catch it again, because that was a complete, complete ward. Like, wow. Thank you so much, Candice, for that. Yeah, of course. I hope it helps. And if, listen, if you have questions about anything I mentioned, just pop into my DMs or pop into, no, don't pop into my inbox, pop into my DMs. <laughs> I hate email. Yeah. I was just having this conversation. Pop into my DMs and feel free to ask me questions. What I just described there was the exact framework I use to launch products and services. And over time, I've tweaked it. I've made it more applicable to how my brain works, how my products work. And you will do that too, okay? So you just want a starting point. You just want to understand the components and the moving parts. And then from there, every time you put something out in the world, you'll just refine this process and make it work better. Completely, completely agree. Thank you so much, Candice, for that. Okay, so just, so just to close this out, because we've been talking for a while now, and I'm so happy because there's so many things in here that are like takeaways for a lot of people. If there was one thing you would say to people that are on the verge right now and thinking about whether or not they're going to launch that shit this year or like take the leap, even like whether it's even Q1 or even by the end of the year, what is it? What is your message to people that are out there that are on the on the brink of launching or on the brink of convincing themselves to launch? You have everything you need to launch today. You have enough followers. You have enough people on your email list. You have a great idea. You have a great product. You know what you need to do. You don't need to consume any more content except for this podcast to hold you accountable and give you some tips. You have everything you need to launch today. So if you have said, okay, I'm going to launch, but I'm going to do it in December. No, sister, you're... I want you to bring that date a little closer. You don't need that much time. You really don't need any time. You can put whatever you have on your heart out there in the world today. And the more action you take, the clearer you will be. So you have everything you need to launch that shit right now. Boom. And if if this isn't enough, guys, like like Candace has said, like you can please feel free to DM her. Don't email her because you will you you will find out. So just DM her, please. And then that way you can communicate and check out like she'll mention it in a few minutes and I'll include it in the show notes. But Candace is a huge resource, whether it's through like her paid programs or even just even speaking to her, if you are able to like she is that person when it comes to like and like I said, her voice does sound like velvet. So who doesn't want to have like, first of all, who doesn't want to have Candice just speaking to them, like, you know, in general. So like just even hearing her voice is comforting <laughs> enough. She should be on an Alexa ad. Alongside I love you. it. I love it. Thank you so much. You're always bigging me up for my voice. And I appreciate that because I hate I, my voice. I do this like on average at least once a week. I think it's really important <laughs> to just let her know. But um, Candice, thank you so much. Can you tell us, tell everybody where they can find you and what you're offering if there's anything um, like to business owners? I know that you are... Um, a, you have various offerings, including a lot for wedding pros, but like in general, what can you offer someone when it comes to like, you know, helping with their business in any form and where can people find you? Yeah. So I would love to connect with you. If you are ready to launch your shit, launch that shit, go to CandiceCoppola.com. You can actually book a clarity call with me. This is a 90 minute 
focused coaching call. And uh, these are open calls for literally anyone in any industry. If you want to pick my brain, get an actionable, actionable plan on your next launch or your upcoming launch, go and book a clarity call with me. I'd love to talk to you about it. And that's how Kunbi and I connected before she hired me um, as her business coach. We had a clarity call and then our relationship grew from there. So check that out, candiscopola.com. My podcast, The Power in Purpose, available anywhere you listen to podcasts. And I am hanging out on Instagram mostly. You'll also see me floating around Clubhouse. Usually I'm following Kunbi around. So like whatever <laughs> room she's in, I pop in and then I box her and I'm like, WTF, what is this room? And we have a good laugh about it. We were in some <laughs> per, like some purse room last week. And it was just, it actually was a really great room. It was really fun. But anyway, I'm on Clubhouse. Uh, I love to be there to listen. I love to be there to speak when I feel like I have something to speak about. So you can catch me over there too at Candice Coppola. Thank you so much, Candice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I think this episode is going to be a great one for everyone. Like I said, can, um, guys, I will include Candice's information in the show notes so that you can at least find her easily and so that you can get in touch because we are all doing this this year and we are going to launch that shit. Knock on wood very successfully too. Um, Candice, thank you so, so much. I've given me the time today. I was about to say for having me on the podcast because girl, this was definitely you having me on the podcast and I really oh, appreciate it. <laughs> well, thank you, Kunvi. It was really a pleasure. I love, love, love this show. I can't wait to learn from all your incredible guests and you. So thanks for having me. Thank you. And guys, like one thing that I'm just going to reemphasize again, catch Candice and I on Clubhouse. Like we're either hosting rooms or following ourselves into like the most random, random, <laughs> random rooms ever. And it's always a pleasure because, hey, that's what, I feel like that's what Clubhouse is supposed to be for. So why not? But Candice, thank you very much and have a great day. 